0: The
1: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about you, Cowboys?
2: Yes! Go Cowboys!
1: this, Cowboys? Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
3: Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown.
1: And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips and Kyle Yeomans.
2: It is a Talkin' Tuesday from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco here on Talkin' Cowboys. Presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company in Mm -hmm. Frisco, Texas. We've got Patrick C. Walker. We've got Isaiah Stanback. Rob Phillips. Chris Beam in-house. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing on this Tuesday? Swell. Ready to get your mojo
4: back? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. freaking go. This yeah. feels like one of those yeah. days where <laughs> another week. You have your pre-workout. Y- no, Your eyes no. Are, 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 am I jacked? Yeah. Are they bugging? Yeah, yeah. yeah your eyes are. I thought about it, bugging. but I didn't want to come in too hot on your boys today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Your, eyes was, <laughs> your eyeballs are sitting on your cheekbones. I, cheek about, I, right I now. literally at five forty-five a.m. this morning, in the middle of class, I was about to grab. I was about to grab my energy drink, and I was like, you know what, K.Y. Might not be ready for the C4 <laughs> this morning. He couldn't handle it. Last
2: yeah, he week. might. Have I been. really could not. Ears yeah. were burning. Yeah, the ears were burning by the end of the show. And like then Mike I got Wazowski, up, I got upstairs and I I felt like I was gonna fall over. That was not great. <laughs> I didn't have anything to eat that morning too. Oh, I think that combo. was probably the 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 problem with that because I just chugged half of that C4 drink and just mm. let it oh, energy drink ride. On an empty stomach after yeah. waking up and coming to the
5: studio. I wish you get raw pee one. That didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good, actually. Yeah? yeah. You got plenty I'm of energy? Good, actually. Yeah. Huh? You got plenty of energy? Good to go?
6: We can say that.
5: If you got a two-year-old, that's that's always negotiable. That's but, uh, Fair. That's um, fixed. I'm, I'm, fixed. I'm, I'm making it. You, you could tell as soon as you took that thing, your pupils started just going, Dying. like <laughs> dilating <laughs> Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <and laughs> yeah. Or yeah. It was monster zinc style.
2: Oh, Mm. (laughs) how you feeling today i feel great today actually this is probably the best i've felt in the last week because i've been kind of kicking a cold all week long and i've been been stuffy i think it was allergies because usually every fall like for a week i it just knocks me out and
4: this might have been that week but i feel better today so i had my windows open the last few days just enjoying the cool weather's crisp turn my ac off son Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Chris, Yep. It's been
4: fantastic. Energy companies, y'all kiss my butt this month. (laughs) Best
2: best season of all four. I agree. It's goaded. I'm right there with you. Uh, We are going to take your calls today, 888-855-2297. You can go ahead and get in line on the phone calls. Uh, Chris Beam will answer it in the back, and then we'll talk to you and get your uh, idea of how... You're thinking this Cowboys season is going. They're at 4-2. and two. They just fell to the Philadelphia Eagles, 26-17. to 17. The final score from Lincoln Financial Field. Rob Phillips, any uh, news and notes for us to hit today?
5: Nothing too much new from Jerry Jones on the fan just a few minutes ago with uh, Sean and RJ. He did say, kind of echoing what Mike McCarthy said yesterday about Dak's status for the week, uh, he said Dak's determined to play and uh, he thinks he's going to get there. They haven't said, oh, he's starting Sunday against the Detroit Lions. But with a good week of practice, I think that's certainly the plan. Uh, Mike said yesterday he's going to have a full throwing load on Wednesday and that he should be cleared in time for Wednesday's practice to you know, do whatever he needs to do out there and get ready to play the game. So they'll just see how it goes. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me no see, I would say, from, from Jerry, is he said, you know, we're a better – in so many words, we're a better football team now right. than we were – before Dak got hurt so there's a better group around him you think about the number of young guys who have played now six games this year and so they're in a better spot for him coming back to make a run here
7: Yeah, I agree with that that statement it's something that Mike McCarthy said yesterday in his press conference um Keep in mind, when Dak Prescott last played, it was week one, and there was a lot to be figured out on the offensive side of the ball. You had to figure out the wide receiver core, which was without Michael Gallup. Tyler Smith had uh, spent the entirety of training camp at left guard. He was being popped back out the left tackle. Connor McGovern got some reps in August at center, but now he's being moved back to definitive left guard. What's going on there? So the last time Dak Prescott was on the field for the Cowboys, there was a there were a whole lot of question marks. But now... Still have some question marks, but not as many. We know what Tyler Smith can do at left tackle. We're starting to see what Connor McGovern can be at left guard. And Jason Peters is in the mix again after returning last week from that that chest injury that that cost him the Los Angeles game. So it looks like the offensive line is, is much more set than it was back in week one, and that's only going to work toward helping Dak Prescott get back into prime form more quickly. Now, as Isaiah, myself, Kyle, and and Rob have continuously said, do we expect Dak Prescott to hit the ground running? We would love for it to happen, but we don't expect that that's going to be the case. He still has to get the timing, like Mike McCarthy said, with the offense, uh, get the timing back with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, who's basically now the definitive wide receiver three. Obviously, that was not the case in 2021. Isaiah is doing the bug out look. Uh oh. So
4: I'm going to toss to Isaiah because <laughs> you know I want to know what that looks like. Yeah, for. Wh-
2: what was the. Are we the questioning
4: for? Noah's arc?
2: We're no, not questioning I don't question Noah's arc.
4: I just say you said he's definitive number three. I just.
7: Yeah, he is. You think he's number two?
2: <clears throat> huh? You think he's number two? <clears throat> Borderline one. One. That's what he's saying. You think he's yeah. one?
4: Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to bug out you. Uh, <laughs> with With. The previous regime, let's say that with with the rush, with the rush hour. <laughs> yeah, that's number one. Yeah, that rush still, hour is the stats is over. The, the, I know you're C. not. C. A had stats like thirty guy, some rush, ca- rush, yards on that we, last drive. Like that didn't count.
7: Harris, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Prior we were to talking that,
4: about guys, he has, quarterbacks, and they have their guys. C.D. Lamb had four catches for thirty some odd yards before that last game.
2: He has 120 more yards and uh, another touchdown and 13 further receptions than Noah Brown. More yeah. attempts probably too. And more targets? Listen. For sure. Because he's a number QB one. So one you're saying big. that Noah Brown has a higher catch percentage? <laughs> I mean maybe. I don't know. Okay. Let me let me
4: look at the targets. I'll actually get that. Let's be, be clear here. Let's we saw just walking down that path right yeah, there, Rob? Yeah. yeah, i tell you what, you take Noah Noah Brown <laughs> and I throw him the ball. And I'll tell you most of the time he's gonna come down with it. And the times he doesn't, it's the quarterback's fault. <laughs>
1: Is that
7: Ricky Bobby? I know. That was, I don't like Ricky Bobby I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I don't my know hands. To my hands. <laughs> we love Noah. We love CD. And Noah we trust. Um, absolutely. I am extremely interested to see who becomes the, the most targeted when QB one comes back because ah. last year it was it was Dalton. Dalton Schultz. But something else that stuck out with Jerry's um mm-hmm. uh, interview this morning is he said there's a quote-unquote question mark about the return of Dalton Schultz from his injury, as in, will he be back on the field for the Lions? Will he not? And what really stuck out was the fact that Jerry used the word surprised when he described Dalton Schultz being uh, made inactive after, what was his practice uh, last week? Limited, limited, full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was inactive oh. on Sunday, which, okay, Um but then that led you to believe it's like okay well that was unexpected for us but they knew something okay there you go but then you hear Jerry this morning saying well that was a bit of a surprise and then your eyes kind of you know get wide like okay so what do we okay so interesting yeah. interesting things
5: there. he he was not he did not have an injury designation for correct. the game correct and what mike said yesterday was he 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 likened it to Dak like he's healthy enough but it's a timing thing. It just didn't feel right. Or
7: something like that coming off this knee injury. I'm about to read Isaiah's mind because I so, think we're on the same page. When Jerry said that this morning, and this is me, now I'm wondering out loud. I was wondering quietly. But let me <laughs> let, me, let me wonder, out. wonder out loud. Wonder out loud. You got hate hate your heart.
4: Let it let, out. Let me wonder
7: out loud. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if, because we talked about one side of the coin in that it's a franchise tag year for, for Dalton Schultz. He can't afford to not be on the field. But then again flip it up to the other side of the field the other side of the coin he cannot afford to play hurt and see his value diminished then you look at the last couple of games he gets out there he's trying to battle through it but he's not Cooper's guy so he's not getting the targets which then devalues the the you know purpose of him fighting through the injuries so maybe this is just me wondering out loud maybe Dalton Schultz is like well you know what until QB1 gets back I don't see the value in fighting through this spring mm. PCL and you know call me when four is back under center. Oh. Now I'm wondering out loud. Oh okay? so that's not that's not
2: concrete. That's just your thought process. Speculation. We're, we're building a conspiracy it's theory.
7: It's me wondering out loud.
2: This we We've talked about this before, though, uh, around separate other positions that are looking for contract renewals, like mm. Dalton is this mm-hmm. season. Most of the time, mm-hmm. even if you're banged up, you want to play because that's going to try and force your, your hand in negotiations we saw down the road year year. as well. Being asked Who'd you block? see it with last year?
4: Uh, Ezekiel? That wasn't even into a contract negotiation. Yeah, it's a contract negotiation always. Yeah. <laughs> it's always in the contract negotiation. You got to be able to. You got to <laughs> yeah. be able to stack those years up. So yep. that's the reason why you saw him push through last year. Aside from the fact that he's out there trying to give it his all. I mean, let's not. But he just was just like about still the money. Get, he was still getting his handoffs. Yeah, he was still getting his handoffs because I mean he's a dog. So I mean he's but he's he was putting out. So that's a counter argument possibly to the situation that you're proposing right yeah. now. Zeke was out there trying to do everything he could, even though we everybody in the world knew that he was banged up and he was nowhere near 100. percent he was still giving you what he had. Mm. So Dalton Schultz, not available.
2: Dak
5: Prescott looks like he's on his way back. Anything mm-hmm. else from news and notes yesterday? That's kind of the ones that stuck out to me. I mean, we're in Dak mode here, but I I, yeah. I would be shocked if he's not starting stunned. in this game Sunday. I'd Absolutely be stunned. Absolutely stunned. Yeah. So how do you guys think the young Titans played in the game, speaking of Schultz? Yes. just about to ask that. The answer sorry. is yes. Yes.
7: <laughs> yes Elaborate yes, on that. Yes.
2: Because I, I liked Ferguson. Uh-huh. As a receiver because he's been that at all uh-huh. All around, you just like that tight in. That's what you like, dude. That right? tight end, or that touchdown was sick. Was. I'm not gonna lie to it you. Was. I saw somebody on Twitter. Uh, I believe it was our friend Steven who actually went to North Texas uh, a couple years after I did, or maybe before. I can't Scoop remember. Steve. But he goes, Shameless he, he called Damn it. The, you! He called it the Jake and Bake, and I was like, <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, that's
4: good. That was nasty. That was. That was. He did a Euro step with a football. Yeah, I was gonna did.
5: say it was like James Harden style or something. That, was a that Euro was, step was, with a football. Yeah. He, he that took
4: was his soul. <laughs> His awareness on that yeah, was he crazy. It, so yeah. It was a nasty. Beat.
2: But I thought he showed me something as a receiver in this game that I, I hadn't seen yet Agreed. from Jake Ferguson specifically. And then I saw Peyton Hendershot. Show me something that we did expect from a blocking standpoint. They put him in some tough situations yeah, blocking, have. and it did not go well on multiple occasions. I, I mean, I charted at least three or four. I don't have my film notebook in front of me. But I had three or four snaps where Hendershot got beat and got beat bad as a blocker. Mm, there should, um, there should have been some holding twice, twice it was in max protection, and he was with Sean McEwen. Uh, and both him and McEwen just kind of got all out of sorts and just unraveled, and it didn't really look great. And
7: you know what? For me, that we knew that. That's the case. That's right, c- we knew that. So it's a situation where I would lean more towards criticizing the the scheme in that portion because, again, you, exactly. got, you know that Peyton Hendershot is not great at blocking. Mm-hmm. And credit to the rookie it. because he willingly admits it. He says he's working to get better at it. And we've seen at times over the course of this uh, his young career, six weeks in, <laughs> that he has had some solid blocks, but we've also seen him miss on some um, more than – than he's been solid on. But I think it's going to continue to be a progression. That's not the strength of his game. The strength of his game is the fact that he's a, a downfield threat. He's a guy who can get separation from, you know, linebackers and defensive backs for that matter. I, I can't stress enough how much I love his quickness out of breaks. It is very yeah. receiver-like. It is not very tight end-like. Um, but what you saw was, like you said, Kyle, Jake Ferguson showed you an added aspect. We knew that Jake Ferguson could make some plays as a receiver, we didn't know he had the moves, <laughs> right? So, if Jake Ferguson is going to start busting out the moves in addition to being uh, at least a solid blocker, now you're really talking about, you know, Titan one question mark 2023. Yeah. Right? You I mean, that's that's a discussion that needs was to be Was it really had. a question
4: though? Was I the only one that was it, questioning it, that?
7: It's always a question until it's no longer a question. <laughs> I mean, because I think you can still It's always a question until it's not a question e- anymore. Even if
5: yeah, even if Dalton Schultz does not get a long-term deal here, fine. They could still franchise him a second time. Now, right. you know he doesn't want that. He didn't want to be franchised the first time, who does? But it is an option for the team. I mean, Dak got franchised twice. They ultimately got a deal done. But I think I think Tank might have gotten franchised twice. Anyway, so he it's a it's an he option. Did, but then he
7: weaponized the,
5: that's what it was. The shoulder. The shoulder, yeah, right. and they got the got the yeah. deal done. I but to you guys' point, like I f- it feels like they've brought in Dalty slash Jarwin 2.0 with these young two Ooh. guys because of what their skill sets are, and I I agree with No C like Hendershot's receiver like ability is more so than what Jarwin is. I think he's a better athlete than Jarwin was here. Mm, um, more, but agile. The, more agile. More agile. The, the other thing said this yesterday, yeah. yeah. The other thing Mike did say about him though is he's playing a little too fast, you know, and he's gotten some penalties that illegal motion penalty. He's just He's antsy. He's a little antsy. Yeah, you got you know. Happy
4: feet on the line of scrimmage. He's excited because he yeah. knows what yeah. he's capable of. And he knows the matchups that he has. He can beat most safeties. Mm-hmm. He can beat almost every linebacker. So when you know you have that capability and you haven't had the opportunity to show that and display that yet, you're you're a little hype. You're mm-hmm. like, come on, come on. Especially when you know you're in motion and the play is like designed. You're looking at the, the at the um, at the coverage and you're like, oh, this this is coming to me. You know, based upon coverage. If the if the if the concept is created for you to get the ball. So him coming in motion, I bet you he was about to get the ball. Listen, we it, saw, we saw the young
7: tight ends in this game alone. We saw the young tight ends both make plays in space. Jake Ferguson on that touchdown, for example. Yeah. We saw them high point catches, like really, really climb the yeah, ladder. Yeah. Fergie again. Um so yeah, uh and, and you know, when it comes to the blocking prowess or lack thereof at the moment of Peyton Hendershot, you know what you got there. Uh, it's a work in progress. But the fact that he can do what he can do as a receiver complements Jake Ferguson's ability to both block and be a receiver very, very well. And, yeah, I mean, and, he and you know, me this game. Yeah, and keep an eye out on, on Sean McHugh, and He's still developmental, but he, he showed some things. So, yeah.
2: So, two stats really jumped off the page to me about Jake Ferguson uh, following this one. Ferguson is the first Cowboys rookie tight end to catch a touchdown pass since the late Gavin Escobar did in 2013, oh, rest in peace, go. Yeah. yeah. So that one first off jumped off because it was Gavin Escobar, but also it had been nine years since the Cowboys had had a rookie tight end catch a touchdown pass. Even longer because Jake Ferguson's four receptions on Sunday night were the most in a single game by a Cowboys rookie tight end since one Jason Witten had five catches in 2003 as Jay a rookie. So you had Whitten in 2003, and then Gabin Escobar in 2013. Is there and a, Jake Ferguson's among both of those? Is there an
4: asterisk Euro step in the record books now?
7: <laughs> you you got so like to put it in
4: like a stat book with the Euro step with the with with. with. The question is: have we <laughs> slash best the question is: is uh, do, you, do you
7: do you think Fergie was uh, practicing that in the mirror Dude, up to this sweet. point? He was just waiting for his opportunity. <laughs> yeah.
4: That was sweet. Man. He was
7: just at if he home does it again, it'll be video. a signature of his.
2: Yeah. It, like that, it, you know how they have like the Dirk shirts where he's like yeah. leaning backwards and then the Jordan logo and stuff. Yeah. It'd be the Ferguson the like Euro step. That'd be his his signature move. Love it. He needs to go ahead and coin that. You're welcome, Jake. If you listen to Talking Cowboys, you would make some money. 10%. All right. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're taking your calls to 888-855-2297, 888-855-2297. We'll hear your pulse of Cowboys Nation coming up here on the other side of the break with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company right after this.
6: Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The
1: Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th
2: Back here on Talking Cowboys, getting set to take your calls, 888-855-2297, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. And you know what goes great with coffee, Isaiah? What's that, Kyle? Well, Miller Lite is brought to you to prove. Br- <laughs> <laughs> <Light. laughs> <laughs> what? It's proud to bring you the G Barbecue Fest Dallas, located at the Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium. Join your
6: Cowboys. It's not G, I don't think. It's Q. I've said, I meant Q. Q. It's the
2: Q Barbecue Fest Dallas at Miller Lighthouse at AT AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through 6th. For some of the best barbecue in the entire country, <laughs> get your tickets today. Hey, SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider oh, of ATT your Stadium. Your stomach's gonna be bubbling so bad. sounds <laughs> <was> like a
7: <laughs> terrible decision. Beer flavored coffee? That mix sounds. I like bet a you Black Rifle decision. could make that taste good. I I'm not gonna good. lie.
2: Oh, oh, that was funny. <clears throat> what would they call it though? Ooh, bubbling
5: hmm. brown
4: sugar.
7: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the, the BGs—that's
4: what they call it. The BGs—that's what it's gonna be. Bloop, bloop, bloop. BQs bloop, bloop, bloop.
2: from Barbecue Fest bloop, bloop, bloop. Dallas. I'm gonna have to get my tickets to that. i oh, we gotta figure out. Do we get a hookup with that with uh, G Barbecue Fest? I bet. We gotta get a hookup. Go upstairs and ask. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the to. is going full, Master P. He wants to hook up. Ooh, you're exactly right. I definitely do. All right. We're taking our calls. Ca- talking to Cowboys Nation here on this Talking Tuesday. We'll start things off with our guy, Anthony, in Miami, going down to the three oh five. Anthony, you're back on Talking Cowboys. How's it going?
0: What's up, guys? I appreciate y'all letting me get this back to back. I'm going a night shift for, for a couple of months, so I'm gonna miss out on y'all and my oh, other man. cool hanging. So can I do my Christmas wish list right now, please? Yeah, please. Okay. I wish I wish my head coach would kinda channel his inner Jimmy Johnson and, and Bill Parcells and kinda get mad at these players when they commit the silly penalties. You know what I'm saying? The costly penalties. I I mean come on, you gotta show some kind of emotion, man, and, and I mean, it's costing us, so it can't continue to happen. And you say we're working on it and we're getting better. So that's a problem for me, and I hope we fix it. I hope and wish my quarterback the love besides the woman love of my life. (laughs) The other (laughs) love of my life, Dak Prescott, comes back healthy and does what he's supposed to do and leads this team. And I need three phases, Mm -hmm. the defense, the special teams, and the offense to, to show up every game. I don't want to hang my hat on the defense. I don't want to hang my hat on the offense like we did last year. I don't want to hang my hat on the special teams. I want all three to show up. And I believe with that and that formula, we can do damage. And to, to watching the show yesterday, I heard some things with Isaiah and Patrick. Both of you guys made good points. But I kind of tend to side with Patrick on the fact that I wasn't too impressed with Philly. I'm sorry. Mm. I don't think they throttled it off Isaiah. I don't think they did because when you at 2017, it's no throwing off. I mean, you got a backup quarterback that did this with three turnovers, and and we were in the game. So let's just go ahead and in Dallas and beat the brakes off them next time. All right, guys. Talk to y'all in the new year, man.
2: Sounds good, Anthony. Thanks, good luck Anthony. with the night shift, and uh, yeah, you'll have to, I guess, watch it on uh, on demand. Which yeah. we love having you live. But great call, Rob. Did he miss anything on this <laughs> Christmas wish wish list? Because I I thought it sounded pretty good to me. Well,
5: he nailed it. Stop the penalties. Um, tackle better. Like that's been there. Calling card on this defense, and that's the what they talked about all week. Because we, mm-hmm. we have to tackle, we have to tackle, we have to tackle. If didn't, Dan Quinn, I think he said they missed ten. Yeah,
7: he said they missed ten, same as the the, uh, the number, same number as they had against the Giants. And he said they were as a defense, they were pissed that that was the. Mm. That's what Dan Quinn led with mm. uh, in his that press snow. conference yesterday. He said we're pissed. Um, you don't get, and these are his quotes. You don't get a pat on the back for. Uh, being halfway successful, uh, he said he wants his unit to be a kick-ass crew, front to back, mm-hmm. the entirety of the game, not have weak points. And he really, really started harping on uh, the what Isaiah was talking about on yesterday, as far as the being close, getting within 2017, and then allowing that touchdown drive to kind of put the game away for Philly. He really harped on that, and you could kind of see, even though you know DQ has a mostly calm demeanor, you could see. The, the flames in him a little bit. A little bit. bit of fire. Yeah, he was, and he said it yesterday, he said, you know, guys, I, I I know 99.9% of the time I'm half glass full and I'm an optimist. He was like, but I get pissed off too. <laughs> and that, end quote, he's like, and I get pissed off too. So ladies and gentlemen, DQ is, uh, he's pissed. So you might see that against the Detroit Lions this Sunday.
4: Mm. What do you think, Isaiah? I think... That my man's is used to getting a lot of Christmas gifts because I only got one <laughs> wish. <laughs> What's that? Up. What's your wish? I, don't, I mean, for is my wish for the wish? Dallas Cowboys is to score points. <laughs> That's my wish is for it? the Dallas Cowboys: score points. It's coming, you know. And and I know a lot of people are like, I don't. People don't have to agree with me. That's why we all have our own, hmm? you know, opinions. But Dallas, hmm. how can I say this? Kay? Why? I, by saying it. <laughs> they they're struggling offensively still yeah I mean and it's and it's not okay and I know everybody's excited because Dak's coming back but the reality is you know what we have seen from from Dak this year isn't much more than what we've seen from Cooper Rush this year so I mean I know it's only one game dose that we had of him but we scored how many points in that game Oh, no, when three. 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 Yeah. So I get it. Everybody's getting their quarterback back, and they're excited, and they're hyping, and they're talking about the possibilities and things that he's done in the past. But from what we've seen this year – we still only base it off of what we've seen this year. So, are you saying tap
2: the brakes on the Dak is back bandwagon and nope, let's be, not be ride excited. this thing into uh, be excited ride it off your, of a cliff?
4: Be excited that your QB one is back. I mean, who wouldn't be that? Who wouldn't be excited that your that your starter is back and your okay. main guy? I mean, he's your most valuable asset that you have in this organization at the player position. There's no doubt about that. But let's not act like we were lighting up the scoreboard when he was present. He had a full healthy offseason, Yeah, full camp. Full OTAs came in and scored. We scored three.
5: Yeah, yeah. And down down the stretch last year, the offense wasn't nearly as good as they were before the bye week last year. Although he did finish with thirty five touchdown passes. I'm just
4: I'm just a realist. You know, I don't I don't lean on either side of the fence. I'm just saying, what we've seen isn't what it's been. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are, are. with the expectation that it's going to be back to you know you know early last season, throwing lighting up the scoreboard and you know all these yards, it's like I don't think that it's going to be that much of a light switch immediately, at least. I'm I hear you, and you make you
5: make great <laughs> points. I, I I'm excited about him coming back into the formula that they've created offensively. Yeah, I think they're doing go. a better job scheming things up to whoever's the quarterback mm-hmm. to have success. And I hear I've heard this in the last couple of weeks with Cooper Rush in here. It's like, well, but Dak's making this much money. Why should they run kind of this run first offense and play your defense if you're, you know, he's supposed to be the guy and all that? Hey man, Troy Aikman had a running game. Troy Aikman had a hell of a defense. Yep. Troy Aikman had a hell of an offensive line. Like mm-hmm. how's it working out for Aaron Rodgers right now without mm kind of the same pieces he's used to playing with in the past um it, it's okay to have a good system around a quarterback yeah. I'm excited about what they've I think they've found that they can work with that coming in as a better player to run that offense
2: yeah you I, know what scares me a little bit about this game coming up and we'll dive into this on Wednesday and Thursday it's I got this gut feeling uh-oh. it's bubble guts it's oh. the barbecue in the Miller light oh it's the the you Dang look it. at The coffee in Miller Lite, I guess I should say. (laughs) Barbecue in Miller Lite actually sounds great. It it feels like last last year, it feels like you come off of that Minnesota game. Now, you won the Minnesota game with Cooper Rush. You came off of a big win. It was a huge game in prime time. This one you didn't win. But then what happened the week after that? Denver Broncos came into town. You had back-to-back home games against teams that were winnable games, Denver and Atlanta. You felt like, oh, okay, we're fine. We're getting Dak back. We're going to win this game, and we're going to win it by 100. It's not going to happen. That's what this reminds me of. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a big-time primetime game on the road. Then you have back-to-back games at home against winnable opponents. You get Dak Prescott back for the first one, and you're going to beat the Lions by 100. Don't count out this game as a close game.
7: Don't do it. First and foremost, and and I've said this at several points when we were doing our our Friday predictions when it comes to the Lions, and I'm a huge fan of Dan Campbell. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be a fan of Dan Campbell as well. Um, But he has the Lions as scrappy. like. You you saw what happened last week. Okay, fine. You saw what happened. You know before they went into the bye week. Not pretty. But this is a Lions team that can push you to the limit, and they will scratch, and they will claw, and they will they will bite at your kneecaps, and try to get the win if at all possible. So, and I kind of adopting and I accentuating I should say as Isaiah's point is you have to respect these opponent, opponents and the Lions it it could be viewed as a trap game but again i don't view that there's a such thing when you have a Micah parson's on your on your defense um and especially Micah parson's coming off of a loss in is, he a, is he a
2: fully healthy Micah Parsons? That's that, my biggest question that's fair. in that regard. That's
7: fair. But he, the good thing about the Cowboys' defense and a pissed off Dan Quinn <laughs> is that they're, they operate as a whole unit, right? So it's mm-hmm. not overtly dependent upon Micah Parsons having to be that dude on any given week. If he is, then it's that much more dominant. If he's not, somebody else will likely step up in, in, in his place and help. And, you know, he's still going to cause disruptions. Yeah. So forth and so on. The question just goes back to can the – Uh, Can the offense hit the ground running or at least continue to do what they've been doing? Don't get away from leaning on the run. Lean on the run with Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Let your offensive line kind of try to set the tone so that you can set up a play action. And the the Lions' pass rush is not teeing off or trying to tee off against your quarterback who just got back into the game. So is this a winnable game? It absolutely is. Sure. Are the Cowboys going to route them by 100? Stop that. That's nonsense. <laughs> this is the NFL. Those guys get paid, too. But it's something, It's a game that the Cowboys should win handily yeah. if they're operating on all cylinders and play mistake-free football.
2: And we'll dive into the details of that tomorrow and then Thursday and Friday even for, say, with your chest Friday as well. But let's go out to Bob in Nashville. Bob, you're back on Talking Cowboys. How's it going?
8: Hey, great, fellas. Um Great conversation, Kyle. I, you hit the nail on the head with me. So one of the things I was calling about was, listen, the Philadelphia game, okay, it's over with. It's one game. Let's move on. We need to get these next two games going into the bye. Yep. So we're 6-2, and two, and we need to focus on those two games and getting better offensively. Science. I think that's the key, not looking back and lamenting about Philadelphia. But just going back to some of the points you made earlier, I really want to keep Connor McGovern in at the left uh, guard. And I want to keep using these young tight ends. I think you got something with those people. I think we need to not put in, you know, maybe Jason Peters, maybe just have him as a backup right now. Just let this guy grow and mature and develop with this line. And also same thing with the tight ends. I think they're good enough to replace Schultz and let's wait till he's healthy completely and then spot him in. But I'm, I, I like the youth movement, and I want to continue with that down the road. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Bob. And
2: he brings up the concerns of multiple people. I know Nate Newton across the way is saying, put one of them in, pick it, and go, which right now, if that was the case, it would be Connor McGovern. It wouldn't be Jason Peters. Jason Peters with just the four snaps. I even asked McCarthy about that yesterday mm-hmm. in the press conference, and he was like, well, Peters didn't play enough to, to really to really warrant – a." a thought process or an evaluation. But I know, Isaiah, you've been big on the Peters bandwagon. Has that shifted at all over the last couple weeks?
4: It has. He hasn't been as – when he has been in the game, I haven't seen enough out of him. I think that first game he came in and made some really good blocks Mm -hmm. running-wise. But overall, I don't know. I think he needs to be in more consistently in order to even get comfortable with his unit. And is Conor
2: McGovern playing poor enough to where Uh -uh. you can – no. Constitute a
4: replacement? I no, really don't no, think he has. No, He's not. And, I, and to Nate's point, you know, when you're rotating offensive linemen in, it's the it's the one position in football that you know, aside from the specialists, that don't have substitutes. So it's kind of odd. It's kind of odd that you're rotating these guys in and you expect them to all be productive and effective when they need to work in um, in solidarity together. Um, so it's just a bad it's a bad situation. So I agree. Either you go with McGovern. I like them both. But I like Peters better. But I haven't yeah. seen enough of him consistently and he hasn't seen enough of himself consistently. You can't you can't go in there in four plays and <laughs> make yeah. an impact as a right. lineman, man.
5: It yeah. just sucks. It was a good question by Babe Loffenberg because he said he followed up on your question yeah. and he said, I, I imagine the plan wasn't to just give him only four plays. And he said, Well, third series was the plan and then we revisit in the second half, but they didn't go back to him. So I I'm not sure. But I, I'm kinda with Nate. Like it's just unusual have a rotation on the offensive line that's just not common so I think it I I wonder if by now they were expecting Jason Peters to probably be the starter and it just hasn't worked out that way yet Mm -hmm. you know maybe the injury set him back a little bit we'll see I think that was
7: the case I think exactly right Rob I think the Cowboys felt that the timing of signing Jason Peters and you know the timing they needed to ramp him up because they were basically saying well September was training camp for Jason Peters. okay well now we're going into late October The chest injury obviously set him back. And then you have to wonder, you know, when he got in uh, against the Eagles, maybe they saw that he was still kind of struggling, you know, holding his blocks probably, you know, because of the residuals coming from that chest injury. Um, But nonetheless, here we are two weeks away from the bye. Connor McGovern has played well enough to remain the starter. So my thought process is you already know what you have in Tyler Smith. You just continue to, you know, develop Peters in the system. So that should McGovern take a step back at the wrong time, start taking a step back, then you say, okay, we're going to do a full swap. But I'm with Big Nate. Stop the rotation. I think we're at the point in the season where it needs to be solid, especially with your injured, uh, your healed QB1 coming back from injury. It needs to be a solid five in front of him. And with a left tackle, that's a
2: rookie, too. I mean, he's been playing well. I really like what Tyler Smith has done. Sure, he's given up sacks. He's given up pressures. Everybody does whenever they're a rookie playing at left tackle. Mm -hmm. But he's really done well from a standpoint of growing. He'll grow even more and even quicker whenever he's got a steady guy to the right side of him as well. And Connor McGovern's played better than Jason Peters at this point. That's it's a been fact. a super small sample size, yeah. but Connor McGovern's I mean, that played better. So let's keep that in mind. All right, let's take our second break. We're going to still take some calls, 888-855-2297. We'll maybe have time for one or two more when we come back with more Talking
1: Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company.
6: Go online at blackriflecoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's blackriflecoffee.com to fuel up today.
1: Lil' Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil' Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way.
6: So sweet! Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper.
1: Did you invest, invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, <laughs> and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. something that
6: deserves a Dr. Pepper. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black?
1: back to talking Cowboys
2: get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Dallas Cowboys fan you can join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20 join now and get your fan pack you get some exclusive benefits and a whole lot more visit dallascowboys.com united for details and to join today mm. <laughs> Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. You're <laughs> from huh? the
7: star in Frisco. Too much Miller Light in his coffee.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. too much of it this morning.
4: <laughs> Black Rifle and Miller Light, buddy. a heck of a combo. Woo!
2: I'm glad I was able to, to draw you guys into that <laughs>
7: bubbly. That was a nice change up from the, the moon's mouth. It nice, was right? A nice, right? Nice change up. Excellent.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to Irvin in Denver. We're going all around the country this morning. Irvin, how's it going? You're on Talking Cowboys.
0: I'm doing good guys. Thanks for having my call. Uh was listening to you guys a little bit yesterday, actually for the whole show, and I one hundred percent agreed with Patrick yesterday. There was a point in that game uh when we got to twenty to seventeen. I think Philadelphia realized after Lane Johnson had gotten hurt and they lost their starting guard too, that they were kind of placed on the ropes, you know, by our defense. they at that point, I really think we were taking control of that game. They realized to get back to their uh, their run game, which they did, and I was kind of hoping that our defense would have adjusted to that and kind of stopped that run. That whole drive really kind of like shut the game for us. Uh, so that's all I really got to say. I me know what you guys think about that. Thanks.
2: Thanks so much, Irvin. Appreciate your call from Denver. And, I mean, two to nothing, I guess, if we're keeping Listen, score Listen, the here. wisdom is strong within these
4: callers. <laughs> Irvin, I appreciate your call, sir. Um, I respect you as a Dallas Cowboys fan and avid talking Cowboys listener, you know, loyal. However, typically when you make a statement saying that a team was in control, if you're in control and you're seemingly you know, stopping teams, moving the ball, whatever it might be. You just have that confidence that you're going to win the game because if you're in control, you feel you're like in as if you're going to win the game. Yeah. Right. Then you don't get the ball ran on you 11 straight times all the way down the field and then get a touchdown. You're not in control. If you can't stop a team from running the ball 11 straight times, mm-hmm. that's me controlling you. If I want to control you, if I'm playing Madden, I'm going to hand the ball off because you can't stop it. It sticks. Right, hey. you can't freaking stop it. If I'm playing the wing T, why was the wing T so good back in the day? Can't stop it. Can't freaking stop it. Why options. am I gonna put it in the air and give you an opportunity when it's a higher precision, as a higher chance that I'm gonna turn the ball over, put it in the air? I can keep it on the ground and just move the chains. If you can't stop me from moving the chains on the ground, you are never in control. So regardless of what the score was regardless of what your sweet little emotions feel like, everybody out here, you were never in control of that game. Yes, you closed the gap, but what did Philly do? Philly said, ah, all right, well, let's go back to doing what we know we were doing well. I don't know why we were trying to throw the ball ahead of her a little while ago, but let's go back and hand this thing off again and again, again, again. Just like Novak. Again. Time always works. So I'm, I hear you, I, and I, and I want to be on board. But I can't be on board. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. Regardless of how 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 bad that medicine tastes, Dallas was not in control. It See, just felt good because on, the on. score looked good.
5: Rebuttal coming. <laughs> all
7: right. So I'm all for r- rubbing the tussin on it, right? Get tussin, some tussin on there. Get some tussing on there. I disagree, again. And that they were never in control because control is a moment-to-moment thing. So what you're saying is that they regained control by running the ball 11 straight times, but they did actually lose control mm-hmm. by allowing the Cowboys to score 17 straight points and okay. make it a three-point affair. Tomato tomato. So, so that, no, it's not tomato tomato. It's tomato pumpkin. Mm. Shouts out to Cow. Hey, <laughs> Spice the point, so Think about it this way: if we're if we're if we're, if we're in a vehicle and I don't have control of the vehicle in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. You're taking us all over the place. You're all over the lanes, Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting. I'm just along for the ride. That's in that moment. Yes. Now, what if in the next moment I grab the wheel, put us back in the lane, and now we're going (laughs) where I want us to go? In that moment, I'm in control. But then equate that that analogy Mm -hmm. to— What happened then with the 11 straight runs? That's you you grabbing the wheel again and saying, no, I'm taking control. Absolutely. So my whole point is there was a point in that game that the Cowboys were in control Mm -hmm. and – Threatened mm-hmm. to come back and win and the Eagles, to their credit, they regained control, but that them regaining control doesn't delete the fact that the Cowboys actually took it from them at some point, which made that a winnable game before I see your they point. allowed the Eagles. I see, I see what you that, did. There. That's all I'm saying. I see your point. I, And, and I raise
4: your Tomato point. Tomato pumpkin. So <laughs> if I wanna it's cool outside. Why am I the pumpkin? It's cool like, pumpkin outside. Spices. I keep yeah. my, hey, that's that's I keep my thermostat. Spice. You know, I keep my thermostat set at about seventy-two in the crib. You said about 72. Is that warm? <laughs> yes. No, that's good. That's cool. that's cool for me. 72 Seven, in the crib. 70. All right, so 70, easy. now I don't want to use my AC, right? So I pop the windows open like Debo, right? I crack the windows open. I'm like, you know what? I need the outside to regulate the temperature on the inside. I'm going to try something different. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna try something different. I know the AC works, but I don't want to run that thing, right? So I'm gonna go ahead and prop this window open. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully my temperature regulates on the inside. And then your but Guess start what? Guess up. What? <laughs> exactly what? Exactly what? <laughs> exactly. So at two o'clock this morning, my allergies started acting up, right? And it wasn't it wasn't the temperature that I needed to set on the thermostat. So what did I do? I went back to I know what works. I closed the dog on window and I turned the AC back on, and guess what?
1: It regulated. It,
4: right. That's what the Philadelphia control. Eagles did. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles try something different. They said, ah, and, and lost This control. ain't working. This ain't working. So I'm gonna go back to what I know works because they can't stop it. I'm just saying the the never
7: that you said. That. See, okay. I get you. I
2: get you. Here oh, I am right. sitting right in the middle of this argument again because I I agree with things that Patrick's saying because they had a chance to win that football game. Yes. That was a winnable football had game. Had Philadelphia kept doing what they were doing, but I also agree with Isaiah in the fact that I don't think Dallas ever had control at that same moment in the ball game that Patrick's talking about. They had a chance to take control mm-hmm. and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to stop Philadelphia there and they didn't. That's where I sit in this argument because I think it was a winnable game. If you would have retaken control, but Philly was in control of that game all the way through. It's hard for me to say a team is in control when you're down mm-hmm. at any point in the ball game. It, really,
4: you have to take the lead or have a chance to go take the lead for me to say that. I don't agree. I don't fully I don't agree, agree with, that, with that, that because I go back yeah. to the Super Bowl Wait, against what? Atlanta, right? Yeah, we're on the same page right. on that one. But Rob P, if you're the that offensive that was the most extreme,
2: extreme know, case. But, but and you, even then, but I don't, you don't felt agree like, with that. Like, Who
4: did you feel like was in control of the game? When you got to overtime, it was Tom Brady. No, but it was a tie. Even when they were down, you still felt like New England was in control of that game. Ah, Even with them down, you just knew you you felt it. I felt it. I don't know what you felt (laughs) besides from the bubble guys. Everybody knows, but but there's (laughs) a shift of control that's coming.
2: You can feel a a a shift of control that would be coming. You can feel a momentum shift. But but that's not the same as actually being in control. Okay, so feelings versus reality. You got to control your own destiny in that moment. For you to be in control, if you're down by three but you can drive and take the lead, I would con—I would call that okay. in control. Can I ask you if a you're down by more than a touchdown, or if you're down by a certain amount of points yeah, that keep on. you out of I that, then I don't. think I know that's we got to go off
4: because it's 10:02. But Rappy, yeah. I mm. want you to be offensive coordinator. Mm. Okay, your okay. team's up. Yep. <clears throat> okay, you've had success running the ball. You've had success throwing the ball. Right? You're in four-minute offense. What are you doing, four-minute offense, Rappy? If you want to control the rest of the game.
5: I'm doing what I do best, and for the Eagles, it's the RPO stuff and running the ball and trying to control the clock. Thank you very much. And that's what yeah. they did, and, and they, they were the better team, and some of that was self-inflicted by Dallas. But they were the better team in that particular game. I think the Cowboys defensively can play so much better than they did. Some of that is what Philly does that is a pain in the ass for anybody to play against, and that's why I think I agree with both of you guys because I think Philly's legit. I think they're going to be a challenge for everybody they play. The question that they're going to run into, though, at some point, maybe it's Dallas on Christmas Eve, when teams can keep up with them mm-hmm. scoring-wise exactly. and take the RPO out of, out of it a little bit, That they haven't run into that yet. Yeah. That's going to be the key. And, it, and if they don't stay healthy offensively. Closing too.
7: argument, the, the one thing I disagree with you're saying is no, kinda, so why
5: are you
2: closing kinda, argument to me?
7: Because. You went, <laughs> uh, you went we last, can go over. You, you, yeah. made you made the point. You made the point. I'll simply qu- quote Coldplay and then I'll toss it over to you. Coldplay. Just because you're losing <laughs> doesn't mean that you've lost. So if you're in that being said. That's not be- what I'm saying. No, you're, you're saying that you can't, you don't envision that a team can be in control unless, unless they control the their own destiny. That's what league. it's
2: literally in the saying control your own destiny. Which, if, if, if you're down so by a score or more, then you don't control your own destiny. Disagree. You can get back into it, sure, but you're not in control by, by, of football by game. By taking control.
7: Yeah, That's the control. only way you I get back you into it. But you're not in control. You would have to take sure, it and and in I'm, the and present, I'm, and I'm, then I'm you're, you're in control. You, right? And that's, it was taken science oh in gosh. the moment, which is how they got 17 consecutive points. They didn't
4: have the ball. Have you ever had black right? They didn't have
7: the ball.
2: No in I that like point, it. they gave the ball – to, the ball was together. with oh. Philadelphia. No? All right. This
5: weekend, hey, real quickly, shot.
2: I'm <laughs> taking control of this podcast back. You okay, Kyle? I'm taking control back. Oh. In the moment. Al in the DMV <laughs> is calling, and I believe this is a first-time caller, so oh. I want to get to him before the end of the show. Al, how's it going? You're on Talking Cowboys. going to be so mad at us.
3: Doing great, fellas. I love your show. I love the Cowboys. I've been a Cowboy fan for 56 years. Real quick, I know we're coming to the end of this show. Um <laughs> I feel I feel as if as if they were flat coming out. I've watched the Cowboys for 56 years. They were flat. And I think the reason they were flat, which they didn't really have an excuse because it was a divisional game, but coming off the Rams, I think they they put it all out there and they started flat, got behind. I don't think Philadelphia is better. Mm-hmm. I think that we did not make the defensive adjustments that we needed to make on the play to Brown where Michael was put in a predicament where he had to play Pickle. And to me, we should have adjusted. They ran that play early. They beat us on it, and they came back to it a couple times, and they beat us on it. And I do not lastly blame Cooper Rush because he that last – passed to to uh, CD would have been six had we had good protection. That's it. I love you guys. Have a good day.
2: Thanks, Al. Thanks, appreciate Al. your calling. Appreciate you listening. He brings up the – it's almost a argument of a couple things that we had talked about previously because Cooper Rush had put it into situations on multiple occasions that didn't necessarily work out in his favor, but he didn't have a, a ton of help around him at the same time that really allowed him to be successful. For instance, Brandon Graham coming off the edge and just flattening Cooper Rush as he was trying to let go of that (laughs) football. It had an effect on the throw. It really did.
5: In that occasion, specifically. Mm -hmm. You okay? No, it sure did. No, it did. I I think we got to give the Eagles credit for making things tough on the Cowboys. I don't think the Cowboys solely beat themselves in this game, but I can't wait to see the rematch. You you got to put at least some of it on the rematch.
7: Those sailed passes? Yeah. 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 Some of it. He had an inaccurate day. There is
5: an arm talent level that's going to rise with Dak being back. Correct. Yeah. Plain and simple. Correct.
2: Well, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Are we? Yeah. It's the Cowboys and it's the Lions. We're turning the page, gentlemen. We're putting this one in the rearview mirror. We're not going to let the Eagles beat us twice. It's not going to happen. You're not going to let them beat you twice. You're going to go into this week and you're going to be well prepared. At least we are as a show here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys.